How can your mom be finer than you? Ah ah. Omo, you're growing fat, so you better start watching it because very soon you will not be able to fit into the car. Do you know that you're very stupid? Tell yourself that you're a failure. You're so not focused. You need to be focused in life. You're too soft. You're so lazy. You're very, very stressful, I beg. You're not serious. Hearing these things repeatedly while growing up creates responses from you. And these responses can be triggers. To learn more about triggers, identifying them, creating a safe mental space for yourself, no matter your environment, and dealing with your parents, listen to Phil's Unfiltered Episode 1 on Triggers, Space, and Parents. Hi guys and welcome to another episode on Yemi's journal. To be honest, right now I'm feeling a little bit pressed, I'm feeling so nervous, but if you're a new listener here, hi. Thank you for joining us. And if you're a returning listener, what's popping, baby? So from the title, it's Feels Unfiltered. Feels Unfiltered is basically like a weekly entry of my journal. Things happen between the time interval of the last episode and this one. So it's basically like real life instances of how I'm dealing with the present by either becoming more self-aware or just unlearning the past. And so this episode is triggers, space, and parents. I feel like this is a huge table and I'm just basically going to be touching a part of it. I feel like there are a lot of people that still don't even have the awareness of these things and that's the main reason why i'm starting this like i'm giving this episode because becoming aware would really put things in perspective and help you guys a lot so i think it was about last week i asked if i was the only one that had trigger words and i got a couple of responses people were like oh no you're not the only one and some people actually shared their story with me and thank you guys for doing that but then i realized that this is a huge thing that goes on with about 90 percent of us and there are a lot of us that don't even know that this is what we're going through or we don't even know how we're hand like that we're responding to these things so let's talk about parents oof (laughs) chest of vulnerability and transparency we move i just want to establish a few facts that will kind of prepare your mind so just be ready okay (laughs) fact one i need you to understand that for most parents the way they brought you up or the way they trained you is actually the only way they knew and i realized this when one time my mom was talking to me about how her mom brought her up and I just realized that that was the only way. And she was like, yeah, that that was the only way that she knew. Like, because my mom used to, she still is a disciplinarian, but like, she used to spank me a lot. Like, you just do anyhow. You collect. Everybody just collects. <laughs> and like, I realized that this was the only way she knew. Like, this was how she knew discipline. This was dishing out discipline at its best. So, 
I couldn't exactly really blame her after that, after like finding out these things that this was the best way she knew. So for some parents, the best way they know is to yell and scream, thing that I've come to learn. And I think that was one thing my pastor told me. He was like, if you don't unlearn certain things, you will begin to repeat the cycle. And so when most parents don't unlearn the way their parents train them or, or raise them, they unconsciously, even though they might not have liked that method, they unconsciously start using that method for their kids. So understanding this just kind of helps you put certain things into perspective. Like it doesn't permit them or give them a chance to escape the fact that, okay, they did not unlearn, but still it kind of helps your heart and just helps you see things differently. The second fact that I want us to kind of establish right now is that it's now your responsibility to get out of that place of blame. Ooh, I think this is a shade for like a lot of people. When I realized this, I'm actually really happy that I started coming out of it. And I can tell you for a fact that it was not easy coming out of the blame game. Blame is a facade of a safe space. What I mean is, it's easy to throw the blame on something or someone and hide the fact that you're not taking responsibility for your life. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, this, like this, I'm doing this because this is what my dad did, or I'm retaliating, or I'm acting out, or I'm lashing out because this is like payback for them. But that's basically because you're still playing the blame game. Like, you're not understanding that it's your life now. Like, it's your responsibility to get out of that place of blame and start working on yourself for yourself. Facts, guys, it is for yourself at the end of the day. It's not for them. And what blame does is that it gives you a comfortable reason to stay broken. Like, it justifies your actions and your emotions when in reality, you're just staying stuck in that mess and the world is moving on. See, there's there will be an age that you will get to where people, where you're like, you want to act up and people are like, bro, you're old. It's hard and it's painful and it's annoying, especially when your parents might not be cooperative in walking through like helping you and stuff like that but still it's still your life like when you have that mindset that it's my life so i have to take responsibility for my life a lot of things start to fall into place and the truth is that the the blame game actually gets old it does get old especially when you go on social media you see people around you living their lives like moving on taking charge and doing things that they want to do this can lead you to like being depressed and all because at that point this is not what i should be doing and stuff like feeling sad being yourself up and stuff but then you could have just ended everything by being accountable for your own life being responsible for your own life right so please step out of the blame game fact three i think this fact is going to hurt a lot of people and it's going to be really hard because let me just say the facts okay appreciate your parents for the good they did but at the same time identify the mistakes they made with you this will help you keep things in perspective and what it does or what putting things in perspective does it is that it makes you see their mistakes but also their efforts so it's not like you're focusing on only the bad things i think that's one thing that we usually do with ourselves with people like in relationships generally when someone can be doing something good for like 11 months but then the one month they make a mistake that's the only thing you will be you will see because that's because you're focusing on the bad stuff you get 
So putting things in perspective by seeing both the pros and cons of their um, training for you will help you control your response to an extent. Like you don't get to hate or resent them, but you also don't get to shy away from like pinpointing that this hurt me, this thing that you did hurt me this thing that you did affected me much more than you know but at the same time i'm really grateful for this and this and this that you did it's kind of like weighing the input and the output something like that at the end of the day it in your heart like you realize that okay i'm not blaming them because they shouldn't be blamed per se but at the same time i shouldn't be to blame she gets okay so i think for that for the whole putting putting things in perspective let me just explain by giving an example of myself my mom used to spank me (laughs) i think i said this before and both physically and verbally when i realized that verbal insults okay verbal abuse was really bad for me i kind of hated my mom at that point (laughs) like we weren't at the best like we didn't have the best of relationships like why because i only focused on the things that she said to me that hurt me the bad parts kind of outweighed the good parts in my eyes because i wasn't seeing okay like because she wasn't saying the right things to me at some point she gets growing up and going to university seeing people do certain things and stuff i'm like oh well if i do this kind of thing <laughs> i'm not sure i'll be allowed back home Ooh. it made me appreciate the effort she put into raising me coupled with the fact that i realized that that was the that was the best way she knew and it just made me appreciate her more i, I hope you guys get my point um it made me appreciate the fact that she instilled certain values in me and it kind of really molded me to the person that i am today the second thing that i think she did that really blessed my life was growing me in a christian way i'm just trying to basically like give you guys examples of me weighing the good and the bad like when i was a kid oh this example is the funniest when i was a kid i used to bed wet and you normally know kids bed wet but then there was a particular day she didn't have patience for me for like for the whole bed wetting thing she was very irritated about it. so she was like you know what come and kneel down and i went to kneel down and she was like stop praying lord i don't want to bed wet anymore and guys i'm not even joking that was the last day i actually bedwetted like it helped me it just kind of showed me like i remember going to church while i was growing up and they'll be praying and other parents would like leave their kids to play while they would be the ones praying and stuff like that my mom would put you beside her she'd be like pray if you don't know what to say say what the pastor is saying and like it just kind of grew me in like i didn't know the value of what i was doing but i was actually praying for my life you know putting things in perspective you just get to appreciate the good things that they did for you she gets and it kind of doesn't allow you hate them because they did good too you know i mean yeah they made mistakes but then they did good as well so this just leads me leads me to triggers so what exactly is a trigger trigger in psychology means a stimulus such as a smell sound or sight that triggers feelings of trauma 
In some cases, a sensory trigger can cause an emotional reaction like sadness, mood swings, anxiety, depression, or even panic attacks before you realize why exactly you're upset. And triggers can take many forms. I'm just going to be sharing the stories that people shared with me first before I go into my own story. So if, when she was growing up, her mom used to always say things like whenever she's crying, she's like, who do you want to pity you? Like, this is self-pity, stuff like that. And whenever she heard people up till now whenever she hears people say the word self-pity no matter the context they are using it in it just kind of sends alarms to her head and she just becomes upset or sad about it and it wasn't until recently that she spoke to her mom about it that her mom realized that oh that wasn't what i was trying to do and apologize and stuff like that but you could see that the word self-pity was a trigger for her for this other friend of mine his isn't exactly a word but it's an action he's not really allowed to go out and that stresses him a lot emotionally because he feels like everyone is doing something going on with their lives but he's only watching it through the windows and he he doesn't like that like it's triggering depression and older feelings for him so there are different ways in which or the different triggers in which you respond to right but then if you don't know that these are triggers you wouldn't know what you're responding to and then you could be an emotional mess my trigger word using really really harsh words on somebody else it just kind of sends signals to my brain i just oh my god i just really want to go in there and fight for the other person or people making fun of sensitive things to other people just kind of it just irritates like especially things that have to do with your physical appearance things like oh you're ugly or you're black or uh, nigerians say this thing a lot do you know that your mom is funner than you like bro i didn't ask you things or saying words or calling someone a liar or saying things that isn't actually true about the other person like why are you lying anyways those things are huge triggers for me now how exactly are triggers formed triggers are formed by traumatic experiences and i feel like people need to understand this thing in our day and age um everybody's mental capacity differs right so just because i don't exactly react to being called fat or being called black doesn't mean person b would not react to those things that person could actually react to those things but i wouldn't it could just be that i don't care but then the things that the other person doesn't react to could be what i react to so trigger triggers are like associated with different traumatic experiences these triggers are formed most times when it's repeated and then when these triggers are said knowingly or unknowingly it does spark a response guys oh okay this is a really good example so there was this guy in my secondary school i felt very ugly then and then whenever he sees me he's like you're very ugly like he always used to say and he used to really really like oh my god i i used to tell him bro i hate you because it used to get like it used to trigger experiences that i don't want to relieve in my head being called ugly from junior secondary school stuff like that having people look down on you say nasty things to you because you know there was a time where people were like oh my god you're black why are you black when your mom's lights uh-uh, you didn't even take the fine skin color 
him calling me ugly it just sent signals to my brain but at the same time if he had called me ugly now when i know that i am not ugly like i would have probably been like that's not funny like i get i get that you're joking but i don't joke with things like that it would have been easier because i now know that this is a trigger word for me or this was a trigger word for me and i'm kind of confident in who i am so it doesn't really like have as much effect as before you guys get so i feel like the most common trigger that we face especially in daily interaction with our parents is trigger words and phrases words that you were being called repeatedly as a child or even from school different places especially when you're being scolded or sometimes your family members have a way of doing this thing where we just they just take the thing that you're most insecure about and use it to make fun of you like they don't even make fun of you in the closet you can be outside now and somebody will make a comment like ah okay why why are you dressed like this now they'll be like "Mm, she's one that chooses her clothes by herself color riots that's how she just likes it and next thing they have run you down and you just you just become a mess so trigger words or phrases are words or phrases that basically trigger emotions and memories from traumatic events like i have been saying since and these words can be so personal in fact the words in themselves sometimes are not bad words but then because of the situation they have been attached to or the events they have been attached to in your mind or they have been associated with they kind of take you back to that place how do you discover your trigger words be self-aware i don't i can't stress this enough how can you be self-aware okay first of all you can journal i think i told a friend of mine to do this when he wanted to talk to me because of something he was going through but then i was busy that's the beautiful thing about journaling and then if you're lazy to write in a book you can actually record on your phone you can have like create a folder where you just record and that will be your audio journal the beautiful thing about journaling it helps you track your emotions it helps you track events that happen so you can actually pinpoint oh this was where it went wrong and i don't know if this happens to other people but when you're writing or when you're just talking that's when you realize that oh this was how this made me feel it kind of puts things to perspective for you or you could just talk to a friend i think journaling is the best because even like when friends are not available you have that means to kind of let out and just ease it's kind of like an outlet for you but then it can never substitute the place of talking to friends talking to people if you have access to a psychologist please please and see a psychologist okay i think where i realized that journaling or being self-aware was important was in secondary school where i struggled with a lot of mood swings like i struggled with depression but i think it all started off like the signals or signs that started off that i didn't know were leading to depression was mood swings i could come to school in the morning and i will be yuppie i will be fine i will be bubbling and 30 minutes to an hour into my day someone would just say something or something would just happen in front of me and i just do an entire 360 i don't do 180 i just do an entire 360 and i will be so sad i will be so irritated and agitated like there was a friend of mine who would just want to talk to me and i would just snap at her and she she was she was the one that brought my attention to me like bro you have mood swings i beg i talked i spoke with 
about two lecturers then two teachers who were like my friends and one of them actually said you know what what happened before like what happened to make you feel this way i was like i don't know i just feel like that and they were like no something actually happened sit down and think about everything like go through your walk through your day so far in your head and that was what helped me start pinpointing oh this happened and that was what caused my reaction or this happened and it reminded me of this time and that was what caused my reaction and stuff like that so being self-aware really helps you a lot to discover your trigger word one way to kind of heal ish from your like the trigger word and everything is speaking with the perpetrator you know when you're at home your parents and i think this particular episode is quite timely because of because like we're on holiday now we're on break for those people that just graduated this is kind of like a really frustrating period depending on your environment in your house especially if you don't go out because it's like you're just at home and then see finish i started sipping in like if i was in school now those things would not happen but i just got said oh my god especially when they don't know that what they're doing is triggering you they will just keep repeating it and you will just be there being so upset i feel like for parents that are easy easily accessible or people that are ready to listen or they're teachable and stuff you can actually have a conversation with them that okay this thing that happened at this time hurt me and this is it's really really not good for my mental health for the ones that understand the importance of mental health because their parents don't but then if you know that your parents are the type that can be very encourageable and they can gaslight you please don't speak to them it can just make the entire situation worse this now leads me to creating your own space the truth is in life you you would not exactly be in in your own safe space 24 7 because you can't control people around you but then you can't what you can do is that you can create your own space especially when you're living with these people you can't exactly practice the whole love them from afar theory you can't run away from the house unless you're going to spend time with another family. But then last us, you still end up coming back to your own house. It's not like you're living alone where you can create boundaries and stuff and be like, oh, you're coming to visit me. These are the boundaries in my house. So you just have to kind of live with the boundaries in my house while you're here. But then you're living in their own house. You do anyhow, you see anyhow because they're your parents, right? So what you do is you create your own space. This is it's not easy but it's very very possible and i don't want you to just hear me out and don't start creating excuses in your head let me just give you some background story so during the lockdown i realized that at some point my mental health was declining not exactly because of my parents but because i wasn't doing what i felt like i should be doing and this literally made me feel like i was stuck and like the world was moving because that time on social media if you're not learning a course you're not leaving if you're not doing this you're not leaving if you're not monetizing your business online you're not leaving if you're not moving online you're not leaving but the truth is how was i supposed to do all those things i hadn't even started so it just kind of made me feel like everybody was doing stuff but i wasn't doing anything and i had ideas but i wasn't moving so i pondered on what to do like after thinking and figuring out certain things that i wanted to do i think one thing that really helped me that period was creating my space and i started doing that unknowingly how was 
I realize that there are certain things that I love and just think about it. There are certain things that you love. You can get a piece of pen and a paper and just write down the thing, three to five things that you love to do that just make you oblivious to your surroundings because you're just absorbed into them. Like you're just enjoying them so much that time flies by. One of those things was working out. Okay, for working out, <laughs> it was painful at the beginning it was actually worth it because i felt like i was accomplishing something and i felt like i was i was moving i was being consistent with this and i was seeing progress on my body so it was like you go girl you know and the truth is waking up in the morning i didn't just feel like i was waking up to just laze around and do chores and that was it no i woke up feeling like okay i'm going to do something that i want to do even while doing chores Another thing that I think that really helped me was content creating. So I'm a creative. I feel like everybody is a creative. You just need to figure out your lane. So I'm a creative and I love writing. I love music. I love podcasting. Even videography. But then that one's kind of like in the back. (laughs) But then I think what pushed me during that period was I realized that I needed to hone my craft. So I started taking classes, going on Instagram, following creatives, following self-development coaches, you know, different people like that, that would actually help. And then that period, classes were sort of cheap, like 2K, 5K. With the little money I had saved up from school, I would pay for classes. Okay, I realized a lot of things that I needed to do to hone my craft. Like I would go online and try to get books for free for my writing my like for poetry and stuff like that i was focusing so much on those things that i was too engrossed to be stressed by anybody else like somebody could literally be doing something that would piss me off before but i'm like "Mm, i beg i will just be i'll patiently answer you so that i can move you know and not waste time being upset like i would just move straight to doing what i want to do i think another thing was my environment in my room i literally rearranged my room like i rearranged the space a couple of times because going into that space just made me it helps me feel like i am literally physically creating a space that i want to be in because i'm it just makes it look different it makes it look nice so when i just come in i'm like oh it looks so pretty and it just makes me feel comfortable right i know it's not easy but i feel like one thing that people do that usually limits them is that they feel like they cannot take charge of their environment but that's not true you can take charge you can take charge of the people but you can create the the space you want mentally all right all right all right The benefit of creating this space is that it helps you become more involved with yourself and less involved with the negative things in your environment. It puts you in an objective position where you can see the right and the wrong without being so emotionally involved. And the truth is with some of our parents, being emotionally involved is not going to help you. You just need to be able to emotionally detach and still give them the respect that they deserve. So I'm just going to read something that I wrote down here. I said, I know it's not easy in the least, but it's definitely worth it. I don't want anyone to feel like their environment can stop them. It can only limit you to the extent to which you allow it because one day you change that environment. I mean, 
you will not live in your parents house forever and they already know you as someone who uses your phone 24 7 <laughs> and sometimes they in, insult you with it or they become upset but why not use that in a profitable way you literally have access to a bunch of information on the internet and you're letting it slip away if you're on instagram and twitter you can design your feed to help you grow my feed for example on instagram is filled with the word fitness enthusiasts coaches relationship self-development and life coaches fashion and style models creatives and enthusiasts and food that way coming on those platforms it just helps me channel myself in the area that i want it to channel like i want it to go jig it and sometimes it does like apply pressure but it's just and that's another episode <laughs> so i hope you guys get my point you might not be able to like avoid your triggers but then you being aware of them can definitely avoid the wrong response and it can help you create your own space and be in control of those things that's everything guys hi guys you have reached the end of this episode on in rose journal to be honest <laughs> i had made a pact with myself that i would not exceed 15 minutes but i think i kind of did here and i'm definitely gonna work on that for the next episode anyways i hope you enjoyed the episode please 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 don't forget to send your reviews in and subscribe on all podcast related platforms apple Podcasts, spotify and so on and please rate us on apple Podcasts. it will definitely help with the rating see you guys on here next time bye Thank you.